Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey everyone, welcome to another day of Board Games Daily. I'm Jeremiah Isley, and we've got some cool stuff coming up for you, including What Did You Play Monday, and some good news pieces about the Spiel des Jahres, which I totally just butchered, and a little bit about the new Asmodee acquisition. So, stay tuned. We hope to hear you be a part of the conversation by using the Anchor app. We can chat about all these subjects with you and more as we carry on in a new week of Board Games Daily. Before we get started, though, remember, if you head over to theologyofgames.com slash Patreon, you can find out how you can be a part of all the things that we are doing here on Board Games Daily. Of course, that also means Theology of Games with the Theology of Games podcast, and that's how I roll and much much more so if you want to be a part of that and you want to get a cool reward in the process check that out theologyofgames.com slash patreon and of course you can always find us on social media at theology of games or at board games daily on twitter all right let's get into today's topics and we'll be back with more here on board games daily You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. Well, as we, I guess as we slept or as whatever time they did it in Germany, they announced the Spiel winners. And uh, I guess the spiel, the spiel itself, the you know the game of the year, was a pretty tight race between the mind between that and Luxor and Azul, and the winner this year was Azul. Now I have demoed uh, Luxor, but I have not yet played Azul. I had a copy of it in my possession, but I used it as a prize while we were at origins so congratulations to whoever won that i don't remember off the top of my head but you got a free copy of the game of the year how about that that's pretty awesome um so this is like a puzzly kind of thing it's from plan b games so congratulations to them that uh that's pretty awesome i know plan b's kind of come out of nowhere and really uh, hit it hard here the last a few years here with Century Spice Road and Azul and now uh, Century uh, Eastern Wonders. So good for them. Congratulations. And uh, that's really awesome. I'm sure you'll be able to get a copy of that at uh, Gen Con coming up in a couple of weeks. The Kennerspiel went to Die Quacksalber von Quedlinburg which uh, roughly translates to The Quack of Quedlinburg, which (laughs) this is a game all about players being quacks. They are bogus doctors. They're coming up with potions and all sorts of remedies and that sort of thing. And basically you're trying to, I guess, make the most money or convince the most people that you're the most legit 
whatever it is, I haven't played it. It looks fun. <laughs> I love the theme. It looks really cool. So congratulations to them on that. And then Haba Games walked away with the Kinderspiel this year with uh, Funkel Shots, which I don't know the translation for this one, but it's about dragons melting a tower of ice to get crystals. Haba Games is known for having pretty awesome uh, kids games. So no surprise there. All right. So those are the winners. Let us know. Have you played any of these games? Have you played all of these games? Did you play any of the nominees? Did you think one got snubbed this year? Let us know. Use the voice message feature on Anchor or tweet at us at Board Games Daily at Theology of Games, or you can find our Facebook page as well. All right. I'm out of here for now. We'll be back with more coming up soon here on Board Games Daily. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games Daily, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad. We've been hearing a lot about the Spiel des Jahres winners, Kennerspiel, Kinderspiel, and all that good stuff. Over the past two years, we've seen these tile placement, uh, kind of abstract games winning um, game of the year, or Spiel des Jahres, but... So we had, what did we have? King Domino in 2017, which was a lightweight family uh, tile placement. And then this year we had Azul win, which, <clears throat> excuse me, is another tile placement with um, an abstract way of getting points. So I want to talk about another tile placement game today. This is um, by a designer who's done several of these now. This is a game by UA Rosenberg called Indian Summer. Now, this is the second game in a line of a trilogy of games that he's doing. The first one was Cottage Garden. The second one is Indian Summer. And I think they have yet to announce what the third one is. I'm going to check on that, do a little homework, and get back to you. Uh, he also did Patchwork, which was another um, game that is kind of along these lines, where you have these Tetrisy looking tile pieces, and you're trying to fill up some sort of grid. Now, each game that he's done is very, very different. Cottage Garden differs completely from Patchwork and totally from Indian Summer. Indian Summer, I finally got to the table today, and it was a really unique, cool little game. Um, I played it with my wife, and basically what you're doing is it's a race to the finish to fill in your area of forest floor. You're filling in your area of forest floor with green leaves, yellow leaves, or orange leaves, and red leaves as... Um, the leaves fall and you you kind of pick them up along your journey and as you're picking them up there's going to be holes in each one of these tiles and those tiles could possibly cover up acorns mushrooms <coughs> feathers or uh there's one more berries and if you cover those things up with the holes you're going to then place those items on the holes so if you if you cover up a berry with a hole you're going to put a berry on top of that hole now there's six i am not sure what the right word is here. I'm going to use the wrong word. I'm going to say quadrant, but there's six of them. And I know that's not right because quad means four, but there's six of them. And uh, if you complete one of them completely, cover it up completely, you gain the items that were uh, covered up by those holes. So if you complete one of your quadrants or areas, I guess, you get all the things that were there, all the acorns and berries that you had a hole covering. So 
those berries, those mushrooms, those feathers, those acorns are going to allow you to do tons of different actions. Whoever gets to the finish first by covering up their whole forest floor wins the game. Uh, Rachel and I played today. It was a very, very close game. She had never played before. I played a solo variant of the game a few nights ago, and I had a lot of fun doing that. So you might have said I had the edge on her, but in any case, the game was close. It was fun. It was beautiful to look at. The tiles were very, very cool, and each player board was uniquely different. And there was this animal aspect to the game board as well. Once you collected berries and acorns and stuff from the board, if you had holes that created um, the tile of an animal, there are different animal tiles, you could take an animal and put it there and get bonuses for that. Lots of different stuff going on in a little pretty easy game. I liked it a lot. It was very simple to play, simple to learn, and it was very enjoyable. It's not an excellent game. I don't like it better than Patchwork. Uh, Patchwork is still probably my favorite of this line of games by UA Rosenberg, but this game was certainly really, really cool. Like I said, it was beautiful. Love looking at it. I really enjoy playing it, and it plays four players. Patchwork only plays two. I like this game. It's going to get to my table again very soon. Check out Indian Summer. Check you later. Hey guys, Jeremiah back here with more Board Games Daily. And like I said earlier, we're going to talk a little bit about the buyout of uh, Asmodee. And it looks like they've found a buyer for $1.4 billion with a B. Uh, as a company in France, I just lost my place in this article, <clears throat> but... Uh, they are, it looks like it's going to happen. Uh, they, you know, Asmodee was bought out by another venture capital group that went on a rampage buying up other smaller companies to kind of create this monstrosity that is Asmodee now. And now they're selling it off. So I think the thing that's going to happen is hopefully what we'll see, because this company I read somewhere is known for like owning kitchen product companies and things like that. So what's probably going to happen is really good people that know the board gaming industry that are either in place in these companies or they'll be hired to to take control of Asmodee and all of its subsidiaries now. So that will hopefully be the cool thing that happens out of this. And we'll continue to see just great titles coming to the market through all of these things. Um, the other thing that I found interesting is when I Googled Asmodee sold, one of the first headlines that came up was Settlers of Catan Maker being sold for $1.4 billion. No, it's not. Uh, it's not, I mean, Mayfair is a part of that now, but Asmodee bought Mayfair a long time ago. What are these people doing? Thanks for trying to report on the board gaming industry, but you obviously don't know what you're talking about. I won't say the name of the site, but you can probably Google it and get the same results. Anyway, I think that's funny. I think as big as the board gaming industry is, people still have no idea what's really taking place within it if you're not a part of it and a part of the community. So I just found that humorous and uh, I thought we should talk about that. What do you guys think about this buyout $1.4 billion 
uh, I just, man, that's crazy to think that there's a board game giant that's worth that much. Uh, that's worth more than like an NFL franchise. So that's pretty awesome. All right. I'm going to get out of here for now. We've got more coming at you. Board Games Daily. I'm Jeremiah. Talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.